You're listening to Vital Views podcast for UNLV School of Nursing. I'm Joe Gascioni, Communications Director for the School of Nursing. You're probably wondering why a communications guy is talking to you about nursing. That's fair. I'm not a nurse, but I know plenty of nurses who are willing to share their expertise from all walks of life. My goal is to hopefully help facilitate their knowledge, to try and make it less in the weeds and more palatable for general audiences, while retaining the importance of what these health pros are talking about. These nursing stories focus on work on the front lines, in the classrooms, in the lab, wherever our nurses are making a difference. We're all getting a front row seat to essential health information through the lens of a nurse's vital views. Where are they now? It's a question we ask about our hardworking alumni out there. How are they making a difference? Are they still in Nevada? What did they appreciate most from their time at UNLV? Part of the show is to check in on our past graduates and share their tales so young nurses can see how far their path can go. Joining us today remotely is one of our most recognized alumni, Dr. Alona Angosta. She is currently a tenured professor and the Associate Dean of Research and Scholarship at the Louise Harrington School of Nursing at Baylor University. Dr. Angosta earned her bachelor's and master's in nursing at UNLV. She went on to teach at UNLV and led the master's program. Under her leadership, UNLV Nursing's master's track was among the top online MSN programs in the country. She also helped launch UNLV Nursing's Psychiatric Mental Health Nurse Practitioner Program. Furthermore, Dr. Angosta is a board-certified family nurse practitioner with experience in primary care, internal medicine, acute care, and military medicine. Dr. Angosta, thanks for calling in. You are currently Associate Dean for Research and Scholarship at Baylor, specifically Louise Harrington School of Nursing. In addition to teaching, what do you think makes nursing science and research unique? Well, first of all, Joe, thank you for having me. This is a great opportunity. I'm so glad to hear from my colleague from my alma mater. So before I specifically address your questions, I'd like to share a little bit about nursing. I'm I'm very passionate about it, as you know, and I hope that I can share this passion with others. I'm thankful for my alma mater for giving me the opportunity to do what I love to do and prepared me to be where I am today. Nursing is an honorable and distinct profession um, because it touches a lot of fields that impact individuals' well-being. The holistic aspect of nursing is what makes it an art and unique that helps advance our healthcare. Nursing also touches the work of other disciplines such as public health, psychology, social work, medicine, and others. We know now that nursing is a vital part of the healthcare team. But if you were to ask me 70 plus years ago, Joe, this is not the case. Uh, Additionally, nurses work in different areas such as hospitals, outpatient settings, rural communities, academia, and other organizations with different specialties. So nursing is not just about working at the bedside, giving medications, and following doctor's orders. So that has changed tremendously. There are also nurse scientists, researchers, leaders, policymakers, advocates, independent clinicians, and more. The diversity of the roles of nursing is what makes it attractive and unique. And now to address your questions about nursing science and research, all work done by nurses are based on research, empirical data, and other methods of inquiry. Nurse scientists conduct research to generate knowledge or theories based on the conceptual models developed by other nurse scientists and test those theories to generate findings. And these are needed for evidence-based practice. And the goal really is to 
translate the findings into practice, such as clinical guidelines, assessment, and intervention protocols to improve the overall quality of care. In your research specifically, you focus on cardiovascular health, is that correct? Yes. Now, prior to this, prior to your position at Baylor, you taught at UNLV Nursing, you mentioned your alma mater before. You also Mm -hmm. led the Master of Science in Nursing program. What doors can an advanced nursing degree open up for uh, people with bachelor's degrees, people that are RNs? What did it provide for you? I really had the honor and privilege to serve as the director of the master's program and post-master certificate in the areas of family nurse practitioners and nurse education. And, And to answer your question, let me just share with you what I appreciate and what I have experienced there at UNLV. Working very closely with faculty and staff involved in the program, Um, the director of the simulation center, for example, the director of the doctoral programs, associate dean uh, for academic affairs, clinical and community engagement director, the dean and community partners and other stakeholders. Really, this partnership has uh, moved our program, the master's program, to the ranking. Uh, We were at one point the number one, I think we are still the number one nursing program with regards to the master's, you know, the graduate program, family nurse practitioner, number one in the state of Nevada. We were also uh, within the top 10 uh, among online MSN program in the nation. So that was very nice. And this is really the fruition of all the hard work that we've had as a team at UNLV. Now, going back to your question with regards to advanced nursing, as in any discipline, including nursing, advanced degree provides many opportunities, such as, you know, advanced specialization and preparation for a leadership leadership position, for example. Having an advanced degree opened a lot of opportunities for me, I have had the opportunity to teach in higher education, to do research, become a clinician, leader, and a mentor. My role is exciting and interesting because I get to do what I love, research, practice, and and to teach. And UNLV School of Nursing has prepared me for this role. And as you know, there are not many PhD-prepared faculty with an active research program who are also practicing clinicians. As a doctoral prepared researcher, I'm also a nurse practitioner with over 22 years of experience, and I'm very blessed and thankful to have the best of both worlds. And for me, this is a huge factor that helps build my research and academic experience and clinical uh, skills. Now, I have shared all these experience and all the nuggets that I've had as a nurse to my students when I was at UNLV and until now with junior faculty as well as, you know, the doctoral students. When you're talking to your students versus talking to faculty, obviously there is an educational gap, there's an educational difference, but do you treat mentorship the same way for both groups? Well, absolutely. Mentorship is not just, you know, training or involving orientation. Mentorship is a lifetime uh, relationship uh, with regards to guiding that person to where they wanted to go, be it a student or a faculty, professionally, personally, uh, as well as uh, career-wise, where they really wanted to go. We mentioned before, we just barely touched on it, that your research focus is in cardiovascular health. Can you go a little more into Mm -hmm. detail on that? Like, what did you look for specifically? So my research interest centers in chronic disease, specific to cardiovascular disease among underrepresented populations. 
My work has been in reducing health disparities and advancing health equity. And even if you look at look this up, I'm one of the few nurse scientists in the United States who study the cardiovascular health of Filipino Americans. Uh, my focus with regards to uh, finding out uh, about cardiovascular health is through screening and also risk factors that put these individuals into uh, cardiometabolic uh, diseases. Your nursing background also included time in the nurse corps. How did this time shape your path and skill set? Is there a major difference between military nursing and civilian nursing? Oh, yes. I served as a nurse corps officer for the United States Navy from 1997 until about early 2000s. One thing that I have had the opportunity to experience being a nurse officer is the respect and discipline among military nurse and physician colleagues and staff. And really, the military nurses work for the active duties and the, their families and prepare them for combat readiness. And uh, being a civilian nurse, uh, I also had that opportunity to experience being uh, free and uh, uh, we didn't have any commands or officers to follow and uh, not a lot of rules, although we do have rules in the civilian world, but it is not as rigorous as in the military, as you know what I'm talking about. Right. No, I understand. Mm-hmm. It seems more structured in the military life. Correct. One of our, our current faculty, Dr. Jacqueline Killian, she just retired from uh, mm-hmm. being in the military as a nurse. And a Wonderful. lot of their research, or, excuse me, a lot of their nursing was also dependent on research as well. When you were an officer, did you feel that as well, or was it a different role? Oh, yeah. They are very big in research. In fact, in September of this year, in 2022, uh, it was my first time to attend the Military Health System Research Symposium in Florida. I have never seen a lot of military PhD prepared in my life, in my career, and uh, that was a very big deal symposium. Uh, Lots of them uh, are bench researchers, really doing amazing job from, you know, bench work to uh, virtual simulation, artificial intelligence, and so forth and so on. Really amazing. It's interesting that you bring up artificial intelligence because as of this recording, we're going into a new year, which means new trends. What are the biggest Mm -hmm. current and future trends you see in nursing, whether it's academics, clinicals, or in research? Well, there are several. One major trend is the job growth for nurses. Uh, It will continue to rise. There's uh, a national shortage of nurses as baby boomers retire. We need more nurses to replace them and prepare them and train them to care for the retired baby boomers with complex conditions. Many nursing schools are offering online education to help combat the nursing shortage. But now I heard recently that many U.S. hospitals have started recruiting internationally educated nurses again because we can't keep up with the demands here in the U.S. Other trends include, well, the traditional care models have shifted from face-to-face care to telehealth, for example, inpatient or outpatient nursing care to home health and community-based care. Like academia, there's also nurse educator shortage. Many nurse educators are retiring as well, faster than we recruit and train new ones. And about programmatic and learning approaches, virtual simulations and technology have transformed nursing schools. Online education will increase in popularity even more. 
I don't know if I mentioned this to you the last time we spoke, but the well-being of nurses and nursing faculty is a top priority. Um, and this is also on the future of nursing trends from 2022 through 2020, 2036. Studies show that factors that contribute to nursing shortage are due to stress and burnout. The American Nurses Foundation, uh, the philanthropic arm of the American Nurse Association, uh, launched a national well-being initiative for nurses. There are lots of resources available through the American Nurses Association website that will help nurses build resilience, for example, and take necessary steps to manage the stress and overcome the trauma caused by COVID-19, for example. There's also a national shortage of mental health uh, providers. We'll see more and more nursing schools that will open site mental health MP programs. The mental health side really never seems to truly go away, and rightfully so, because for nurses, right. as the the trends change, the job changes, mm-hmm. and nurses have to adapt, and okay. the old school way of doing things, it doesn't always stick around as far as, to put it bluntly, nurses dealing with it, dealing with the pressures mm-hmm. So it's nice to hear that that's still a top priority. It is a top priority. And in fact, it is outlined on the future of nursing a handbook where nurses, nurse leaders and stakeholders, organizations are being called to address uh, these issues uh, to be able to take care of our nurses' well-being so we could also uh, combat uh, the problem of mental health, not just among nurses, but among our communities. That is all the time we have today. Dr. Angosta, thank you so much for dropping in and sharing your story. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. Uh, And again, uh, it is always nice to hear from you, and uh, I hope I address some of your questions. 